Welcome to the Boss Life with Bond podcast, hosted by yours truly, Siobhan Bonnie Patterson. From struggling single mom working as a server to successful entrepreneur, master at manifestation, and your mindset mentor, I'm here to help you master your mindset, let go of limiting beliefs that have you settling for less, and help you step out of your comfort zone and into your highest, most evolved, and abundant version of yourself. Each episode is your personal dose of mindset and manifestation training to help you create a life where you're the boss. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So anywho, let me just hop right into this. And I'm trying to experiment with making quicker podcasts, like, you know, 10, 15 minute little snippets of wisdom. So anywho, this is what I got. I'm uploading some of the recorded videos and recorded trainings that I did for the Boss Life Blueprint Um, which is essentially a personal development self-mastery program for anyone that is looking to level up in areas of their life, not just for coaches, but I did create it with person like me in mind, the person that had spent thousands of dollars on business coaches and still didn't quite get enough mindset work from those coaches or from the person who is in a place in life where they've just kind of like plateaued and they don't know how to get past there. So that's what this program is for. So I'm going to share with you real quick, a little snippet of like a little wisdom that came down as I was like putting up, I make workbooks for them. They're so freaking cute. I love them and meditations and like, it's just, it's a lot of resources. One of the things that came to me as I was creating this course was the concept of what it really looks like to boss up and take control of your life. And I was a little petty a second ago, but not really petty. And I posted screenshots of a conversation between, I always cut off the person's face, uh, between myself and a young lady who I had seen in her story. She was investing, she's doing um cryptocurrency or something with nfts and i rarely ever see women posting about it right on 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 what is this junk called instagram it's common but not so much on facebook and i have her as a facebook friend so she seems more legit she's not someone that hacked one of my friend's accounts and was asking for money (laughs) so i was like hey how are you doing that like i do i need to like be a part of an MLM? Do I have to have a mentor to do it? Like, because I I know how those things look. And unfortunately, a lot of people that I know that have done those whole like, pay us to teach you how to do Forex, they're not rich yet. Which I know things take time, but I just wanted to know what I was signing up for if her and I got on a call. And it seemed pretty straightforward and legit. I did not have enough time to get on the phone with this woman on the day that we had set aside and she circled around and followed back up with me very professionally. And instead of blowing her off or ignoring her or whatever, I wrote her a, you know what? Upon further consideration, I realized that it is not a good time for me to do this. I'm insanely busy, but please do follow up with me later on in the year. Thank you for your time. Have a great night, whatever. And the reason why I shared that screenshot is because I will have people that I've either reached out to, but usually they've reached out to me. They've shown an interest in my programs, my coaching or something. And rather than close that loop, like, hey, you know what, Bonnie, it's actually not a good time. Or, hey, you know what, that's not actually going to work for me. Keep in mind, this doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Like, I'm in a place right now where I have a good amount of people coming in that want to work with me. I consider myself extremely blessed. I'm not worried about people like that. I'm worried about you because of the effects that it has on your psychology and how you feel about yourself if you continue to do stuff like that. 
If you continue to initiate conversations about change, if you continue to start looking into things and never circling back to it, you are perpetuating and you are reinforcing the idea that you have about yourself that you start stuff you can't finish or that you're not enough to be able to move forward with something like that. And so I know it may sound like I'm being really petty, but dead ass, I'm trying to help you stop doing that because the more you do it, the more it becomes a habit you make it a habit of starting stuff that you have no intention of finishing when in reality you can just sit down and have a come to Jesus moment with yourself and be like is this something that I am seriously considering is this something that I'm seriously going to make a way so that it can happen or am I just being super impulsive because the way that you do one thing is the way that you do anything and if you have made it a habit of impulsively signing up for things that you never follow back with impulsively signing up for things that you are not fully committed to you are creating this this you are perpetuating this story in your head that you're someone that does not follow through with their commitment so that is why I posted those screenshots because I really wanted to shed light for you guys now here's a story I want to tell uh, share with you guys real quick and then this will be the shortest live shortest podcast ever your entire life experience is based on how you choose to perceive reality Okay. And so earlier today, now we're doing another story, another interaction with a young lady today on Facebook. She was, I was reading her post and it had a fun meme about how, thank you, Stephanie, um, about how, and hi, Caleb. She was, she, she posted a meme about how like, you know, you think it's all good and you're an adult and you pay all your bills. And the next thing you know, 30 days later, they want money again. Ha ha ha. Thought that shit was, I thought it was funny. But then I read her caption and she was talking about, you know, blah, 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 bills, bills, blah, blah. blah. And so I wrote, if COVID told me one thing, Thing, it's not to rely on one source of income. I'm not saying everyone needs to become an entrepreneur. I said not to shut up, Caleb, because I was going to keep going on a roll. But then like I got I got sidetracked. Stephanie knows I don't like to respond to comments because I have squirrel brain like right now. Um, and also you make me nervous, Caleb. You know that you're my mentor. So um, she wrote I was telling her about multiple streams of income because of COVID. I'm not saying that everyone needs to start their own business, but you can have multiple streams of income without having, without being an entrepreneur. And her response was, yeah, I wish I could do that, but I don't know how or something. And I just sat there and I looked at it. I was like, I wish I could. I wish I could do something. And that's why I made that later post that was like, my life changed when I stopped wishing and I started working towards the life that I want to create. So I wasn't coming for her either personally, but that sometimes I'll see stuff and I'm like, that's a lesson. That's a word. Somebody needs to hear that it's time that you stop wishing and it's time that you start working. Um, and and that's where this whole boss up and and boss life like comes from. That's where this whole like version or not version, this whole um, mantra that I have is because you have to step into that. You can't just be hoping and wishing that it would come. And so she is probably very content in her life. And so by no means am I coming at this lady. She may just not be ready. But the story that you guys are telling yourself is going to shape your life experience. And and the truth is we all gain something from the stories that we tell ourselves. And the reason why this is relevant to me right now is because I'm just now closing up and posting all of the material for module two. And I'm ending module two in the Boss Life Blueprint talking about what is the story that you've been telling yourself? Because a lot of us don't realize we're telling ourselves a story. I work with a lot of coaches, a lot of entrepreneurs 
entrepreneurs, a lot of high performing people. And so, or mothers or teachers are people who are in a position of leadership. And so we already create this idea that we have evolved, that we are mature, that we know all of the things. And so I don't have a story I'm telling myself. I'm, I'm already a leader. I'm already a manager. I'm a teacher. I'm a mom, all these things. But at the end of the day, if we're not where we want to be in life, or if we're not completely satisfied, it is because there is still a story there underneath that we're holding on to. And it's giving us some sort of value. You're gaining something from that story. And so for those of you that have been following me around or following me for a while, you know that broke single mom story, right? That I used to, that I used to claim. And I sat down as I was creating this course and I thought about what, what, what did you get from that story, Bonnie, being the broke single mom? Well, my friend Marie paid for everything when we went places. She would invite me places and I'd be like, Marie, you know, I can't go. I don't have money. And she would pay for it. And it got to the point where it was just something that would always happen. I didn't intend for it to start that way, but that's what would always happen. Me having my broke single mom story meant that in church, people would donate money for me to go on missions trips and it did make it a little bit easier. Me being broke, struggling single mom, what did I get from that story? I got grace from employers when I would show up late. And the reason this stuck out to me so big. I had a good job at Longhorn for like maybe three months. Before that, I was working at really shitty, shitty restaurants like Buffalo Wild Wings. Sorry if you work there. You know it's a shit show. Um, Denny's, Sunny's Barbecue, whatever. Those weren't like terrible places, but they weren't like high-end places. And I finally got a job at a Darden restaurant where, you know, they serve steak knives and like, you know, you have to actually learn them, whatever. And I went there with my broke Sorry, poor Bonnie mindset, showing up late for work and inspecting a whole bunch of grace, um, having car trouble, which was very true. And them not giving me any grace because they saw what kind of woman I was and they were having none of it. Let me and now I get it now. And the reason why I'm sharing this story with you is because some of you are so stuck in your story that you say stuff like, oh, like, I wish life would get better or I wish I would get a better job. But you're so stuck in your old persona that even when you do get those things, you're not able to sustain them or keep them because you're still playing that same story of, oh, where people give me grace to show up later. People understand my story. Nobody has to fucking understand your story but you. You're the only one that is benefiting from it when in reality, you're not really benefiting. You're just keeping yourself in this familiar com comfort zone that is, that, that's keeping you stuck. It's like a perpetuating cycle, right? And what sucks is like, as I grow and mature in my life and become a more evolved version of myself, I can see the old me and so many people that reach out to me. And it sucks because I have that compassion for you because I know where you're coming from. I've been there. But at the same time, I'm like, no, sweetheart, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. I've got people who are freaking, oh, I forgot about On the Border, because On the Border was before Longhorn, Fedora, that's why I didn't mention On the Border. Um, but like, but that's another job. I would show up late for On the Border all of the time and get so much grace from them because they're like, oh, it's Bonnie, and Bonnie's got two kids, and blah, blah, blah. Bonnie should have found a way to get her ass to work on time. 
That didn't serve me. People giving me grace for my sad story. And so I'm in a position right now where I can give grace to people and try to help and, and help coach them to the, to the next step in their life. But what I'm not going to do is help you perpetuate that story. So when people do like what that lady did um, or what people have done to me where they reach out and they start conversations with me and they say that they're ready, but then at the end of the call, they're saying something like, oh, I don't have the money to work with you. I'm like, but you knew damn good and well what you signed up for when you started this conversation. Were you expecting me to just offer you a discount? Were you expecting for me to just be like, you know what? You've had a hard life. Let me give it to you for free. And the reason why I'm saying this is because that's what I literally sat around waiting for for years. I literally would wait in my head like God's just going to send a miracle. One of these coaches that I want to hire is just going to give it to me for free. And that mindset will not get you anywhere. My life changed when I stopped wishing that things would get better. And I started realizing, okay, what can I do with what I have now? My first coach that I wanted to hire, I have like 10 of his books in here. John Maxwell, he was $10,000. You might as well have told me back then that he was a million dollars because that amount of money ain't make no damn sense to me. So I was like, all right, I can't afford a $10,000 coach right now. What can I do? And that's what started the journey for me to get here. Instead of asking, what is the world going to give to me? What can I get? Who can I ask for free stuff from? What kind of like grace can I get? What can I do? How do you, so a person who works in a lead capacity, how do you retract? How do you retract the level of grace? Can you, can you elaborate on that for me real quick? Because I think I know what you're saying. Because you're in a position of leadership, I'm assuming, and you see people acting like that originally offered to the people on your team when it's like a team thing like honestly like if you're not the head of that like I'm not really sure how you can go about that or if it's even your place to that sounds like that's something that falls on leadership let me see what Carolina said she said I do that too but let me be your coach right now and hold you accountable that was legit truth and I respect you for being um honest and just simply holding me than just simply holding me accountable. Right, oh, is that something that I said to you? Yes, it is, you are the lead. Okay, so she said, I'm the lead, and how do you do it with the grace thing? Exactly like, um, for, like obviously I'm assuming that you have a good rapport connection with the person, um, but one of my mantras is balancing mental toughness with grace. So being able to give people that tough love, like if it was me, what I needed to hear back then and I was not willing to receive it, but I receive it now is like, hey, Bonnie, I understand that you're in a tough position being a single mom and this, and this and that, but you, you need this job, right? And in the future, you hope to have better jobs, right? Okay, well, we don't get in life what we want right now. We get who we are. And like this position that you're in right now, this will probably be the cycle you stay in or this will be where you stay if you don't challenge yourself to rise up. So I would I would frame it that way. Like I I would encourage them and like challenge them in a way that is encouraging. Like when someone tells me they have this certain fitness goal, but they don't want to go to the gym. And I'm like, I love you. And I understand that you are terrified of the gym. But let's be real. You have plateaued with everything that you can do at home. 
and you said that this is what you want and this is what it's going to take for you to get over here. So in order for you to get that over here, I'm going to need you to 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 step into that next level version of you. That's literally like what the majority of all of my coaching is, is, hey, you said that this is what you wanted. Let me guide you into becoming that next level version of you because the bullshit that you're doing now is just going to keep you where you are. And that's not what we want. She said the grace can only go so far, but then there has to be boundaries. Yes, Fedora, boundaries all the way. And people, and in those jobs, they didn't give me any boundaries. I could, I could show up as late as many times as I want to or get written up and it didn't matter because, but it's different with restaurants because they, they sometimes really need, depending on where it is, they're either really dispensable or they really need people. And in that restaurant, most of them, they really needed people or I was manipulative because I could run circles. Once I learned the restaurant and learned the job, I would run circles around people. So when they knew they're not going to threaten to get rid of Bonnie, because it's like, you could replace, I could take the section of three or four servers, replace me if you want to. And I used to do that. And it was very manipulative. Like I'm going to show up late because I know that y'all need me. And I'm realizing, well, I realize now, but that was like, that was what was keeping me stuck there. Like instead of becoming a better employee and a better person, I was just like, oh, well, y'all need me. What? No, they don't. So let me also, oh, here's the story I wanted to share. I never got to share the story. Alina and Caleb will appreciate this one. So one of the notes that I took for this, because I was, I did want to have some notes for this, is that successful people can spot someone stuck in their story from a mile away because we've been there before and successful people take radical responsibility for their life and their position, radical responsibility and ownership of their position in their lives. And so that's one of the things that I'll do now. Like I will vet people who I hop on a call with before when I first started, I would hop on a call with anybody. And now my time is precious. My energy is precious. You're not hopping on a phone call with me just to waste my time. If you want some of my wisdom, I have lives every day from like the past year. I have a podcast. I have all kinds of things, but like I, I, my energy is precious. So I don't just hand it over to everybody anymore. Okay. Um, because I spent years working with people who were stuck in their stories and not willing to boss the fuck up and own their own shit and it almost it nearly like I would give them my all and they would just be like giving me like a little bit or giving themselves a little bit so I don't play those reindeer games anymore but here's a fun story of me not bossing up while I'm in my business so when I hired my first virtual assistant company or VA company, you'll probably hear a lot of people say VAs. We don't mean veterans affairs. We're talking about virtual assistants, people that help you manage all of your online stuff. And um, they were helping me book calls. They were helping me do a lot of back end stuff. Uh, they were having a hard time with my account when we first started. And it was because I was unorganized as fuck. And they offered me some critique and instead of bossing up and be like, okay, let me let me rise to the level of a person that is able to bring on people to help them run their business because they have systems that they can teach people. Instead, I just got offended. And truth, like I was extremely unorganized in my business at the time. Like my posts were all over the place. I didn't know if I like sometimes I'd be talking about like I, I was in a, a business mentorship for fitness coaches, but deep down inside, I knew I wanted to do mindset coaching. So instead of posting mostly about fitness, which is what would help me attract, attract fitness clients, I had like a mix between a lot of mindset stuff and some fitness. And it was very confusing. And my virtual assistants didn't really know, like, what are you doing with your social media accounts? How can we... Like what we don't even know what's happening here. 
Like in order for them to help me out, they needed me to be posting um, like fitness transformations. But most of my client testimonials were internal transformations. So I didn't have, I had before and after pictures. I had plenty, but not enough for me to just be pumping out every single day of the week like that. And they were telling me like things that I could do. And I was like, no, no, being really resistant to them, right? So instead of owning it up, I got mad and I canceled their services. And I was like, give me all do it myself. Like some people do like, oh, funny. I've had that happen with clients. I don't want to log food. I don't want to do your workouts. I don't want to go to the gym, even though I knew that's what I signed up for. I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> and, and for some people, very few people, to be honest, that do that, get it. They rarely get the results that they wanted because we need guidance. We need structure in order to thrive. After you've mastered it, sure, do it on your own. But in the beginning, you need structure to thrive. And I didn't have any structure in my business, so it was really hard for me to thrive that way. Flash forward to months later, I reached out to the agency again, and they rejected my application. I was so humiliated. I was like, oh my gosh, like I really need help now. Like I'm organized now. I'm ready to grow and scale my fitness business past where I've been hitting consistently. And they didn't want to work with me anymore. I was really humiliated. Like my client load at that point was super filled and I needed someone to help me out. But their rejection was actually a blessing because I realized what I actually wanted for myself. I didn't want to have 80, 100 fitness clients. I'm like, that's overwhelming as fuck. I'm not a gym. I'm one person. You know, I was burning out. And because of their rejection, I had time to reflect and realize that that's not what I truly wanted in my life. I realize I'm a certified trainer. I have clients, I have life coaching clients and mindset clients, and they want personal training, I can do it. I've got a bunch of fitness coaching clients that I haven't let go of, and so I'm good to go. But I knew that that rejection gave me the clarity and the inkling to go all in in my mindset coaching, and I'm so glad that I got that rejection. And so I want you to think, I know I said this earlier on the podcast, but I'm going to layer it up and I'm going to ask you right now, what areas of your life that if you would take radical ownership over would radically change the rest of your life or at least open up doors of new opportunity for you? Take a moment and think about that. There are some areas of your life where you are not showing up in your fullest capacity, where you know you're half-assing, however you want to view that. But if you did start to take it seriously and commit to it and follow through and show up for yourself, it could radically change every other area of the rest of your life. I want you to think about that. And if you're having trouble starting that conversation, don't worry. I've got some prompts for you. I'm not giving you all of them because that's what I'm doing with my clients in the Boss uh, Life Blueprint. But here's a couple prompts to start with. To identify the sad bitch story that you're telling yourself. Yes, we're going back to that mantra, the sad bitch story or the, the, the old poor me. That's I wish, I wish. I want you to, to fit, fill in the blank with these sentences. I can't do blank. I can't go to the gym. I can't get another stream of income. I can't, like, what are the things that you were consistently telling yourself? I can't do that. I could never do this. Think about it. Because that's the story you told yourself and you're doing your very best to live up to it. If you're on Facebook, I can't see any comments because I have my phone in front of the screen. Think about um, another sentence. I wish I could. Guys, that one right there was a game changer for me. I kept saying, I wish I could afford a coach. I wish I could afford some help. I wish, I wish. And one day I was like, why am I wishing? Why don't I start saving? Why am I, why am I, what, like, what are you doing, Bonnie? Like take control of your life. So what are the things that you're perpetually saying? Oh, I wish I could. I remember when I was, oh, I wish I could wear a bikini with confidence. 
I posted it in my story yesterday, last year, March, right before I launched my first six week challenge that helped me reach my first five figure month, I did dance down this freaking beach in a bikini confidently. I quit wishing and started doing. I did that and I felt so powerful and so confident in myself. I was like, can't nobody tell me shit. And then I went on to reach the highest month yet to date. What are the things that you are saying I wish I could? Because those are the stories that are keeping you, those are the, this is the story that's keeping you stuck and I want you to think about it. So again, it's, oh, I can't do and fill in the blank. I wish I could fill in the blank, which whatever story you're perpetually telling yourself. And then the last one is, I want to blank. Now, I know what you're thinking. I want to is a good thing. Eh, not, Not in this aspect. When you're saying I want to in this aspect, which you're, it's as opposed to I am or I will. Let me explain. In ICA, Impact Coach Academy, where I'm the mindset coach, when the clients first come in, we work with them on their limiting beliefs. And some of them, I'll tell them, like, I'll, uh, or I'll have them write some powerful affirmations. And some of them will say things like, I want to be successful. I want to have a 5K month. I want to this, this, and that. And I was like, that's not an affirmation. I want to. An affirmation is I am making 5K months easily. I am working out and I'm healthily in the gym. I am an insert the outcome that you are wishing you already had. An affirmation is not I want to. I want to get fit. An affirmation is I am fit and I'm healthy. An affirmation is not, I want to read more books this week. An affirmation is, I'm an active reader. Do you see the difference? Do you see how much more empowering one is than the other? So if you're going to do this exercise with me about rewriting the story you tell yourself, start with phrases, write them all out. I can't do this. I wish I could. And I want to. Look at how many of those you have. And that's going to help you be able to laser focus and see why you're not showing up as the version of yourself that you want to because you have this story that tells you. And I just made a post about it on Facebook that says oftentimes when we say that we're not able to do something, it's not that our ability is lacking. It's that we're afraid to. It's that we're afraid we won't be able to do it. It's not that you have an ability that you're lacking an ability. It's that you're lacking in belief in yourself. Why? Because you believe instead this lame ass story that you've been telling yourself like the ones that I listed all before here. Yes, Jasmine, affirm a new identity. That's what affirmations are. Affirmations aren't affirming your current state. What good is that doing? That's what kept you here. An affirmation is affirming your new identity. That is the best description of an affirmation I've ever seen. Whoo! Okay, guys, I'm hungry. And I told my son like 30 minutes ago, I was going to stop working and make a pot of rice because I prepped all our meat last night on the grill. We got grilled chicken and grilled pork chops. So I love you guys. Um, I just wanted to hop on real quick and share that little download that I got and uh, bless somebody's night. And um, also have something for y'all to watch in the morning if you're used to watching some morning time inspiration. If you do this exercise, DM me, like send me a screenshot of your journal entry or video or something because I know how hard it can be to um, to 
to to to grow and so that's why I do these things because truth be told like I know everybody doesn't have money for a coach I I am the I'm I, I am you I wanted a coach but I didn't have money for one so I had to start small and I watched every free webinar that I could I watched everything that I could and I took it all in I started getting in Facebook groups of people that were motivating and started like taking notes on what they did and then I was able to like slowly over time start to be able to invest in myself so I want to help you on that journey And so do this exercise if you're feeling stuck and really examine the story that you're telling yourself and you'll be able to take a step out. And instead of like zooming in, you'll be able to zoom out and see the bigger picture and look at what you're going through through someone else's eyes and understand why you've been stuck where you are. And then from there, we can start to do some more work. Like if you do this, send me the DM and I'll tell you what to do next. All right, guys, have a great night. Love you. See you Wednesday.